Hey, hey, this is the Screen Geeks podcast. Sean and Christian with you. Um, we got a nice show today. We're going to do an Oscar recap. Some exciting stuff went down at the Oscars, if you didn't see it. <laughs> um, we're going we're gonna to talk about the first episode of Moon Knight, new Disney Plus series. And then we're going to do our, our little take and movie review of Death on the Nile, which is newly on demand for HBO Max. So stick around. Here we go. All right, so the Oscars. Christian, you watched, yeah? I did watch. Okay. So <laughs> during last week's show, when you weren't here, I kind of went off on my own tangent about the Oscars and how it's how I feel it's outdated. And they, they, they say they want people to watch the show, yet they nominate movies that nobody's ever seen and nobody's ever heard of. The show itself, I think, is terrible. They do these like stupid bits that are not funny we'll get into like some of the segments and stuff of this year's oscars and we'll talk about what we actually thought of the show in a second but without a doubt we have to talk about <laughs> the slap scene around the world what what, what? did something happen to that? right <laughs> okay so for anybody that didn't see it chris rock comes out to announce an award but best documentary or something something like that and, you know, he makes a few jokes. He's a comedian. He makes jokes. He makes a joke about um, Jada Pinkett Smith. She's she's in the front row with Will. Everybody knows Will's going to win Best Actor for King Richard. So they're, they're plopped right down front and center. Jada's got a shaved head. Backstory, turns out that she has alopecia and she's, she's been losing her hair. So now she just shaves it bald. It does not look bad at all. It looks good. And Rock makes a joke about can't wait for G.I. Jane 2. Funny joke. You know, it's not making fun of her. It's just commenting on the fact, you know, G.I. Jane famously Demi Moore shaves her head in the movie, you know. And you see Will, he even chuckles. He laughs. But then I don't know if Jada like had a bad take on it or what, but the camera's pointed back at Chris Rock. Will comes up on stage and Chris is kind of like, oh, you know, and it, it seemed like a bit. I thought it was a bit like, oh, Will <laughs> Smith is coming up there acting like he's pissed off. And then he just hauls off and slaps Chris Rock right across <laughs> the face. And even still, I was kind of like, this is a bit, you know, I still thought it was like a joke because. Was that a stage slap? Like, right, exactly, like exactly. But then Chris Rock makes some comment. I don't even remember what he said. Something like. I just got the shit slapped out of me by Will Smith or something like that. He said, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just hear, and, and because I was watching it live, like you can only, they're like, they're like cut, cutting out the, they're bleeping out like the curse words, but you just hear Will Smith going ape shit from his seat. And it was the most bizarre thing. We're going to play the clip. So in case you guys didn't um, see it, you can at least hear it now. So here's the clip. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win! <laughs> he is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord! Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, all right? <laughs> It's, that 
was a that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> well, here's Will coming on stage. And oh, slap. wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. No! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like, what? So, that was a uh, oh. greatest night in the history of television. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, Christian, give me your take. So, okay, as you know, this is what happened. So, I, for those that don't know that are listening, like, I have been dating someone long distance and her and I are like movie buffs too and, and we were watching this live together on FaceTime well what happened was it went to commercial break and she was like and we'll get more into this like there wasn't anything like exciting you know so we were like let's pause uh she wanted to run right across the street real quick to the CVS and grab something and uh, she's like, here, ready and hit pause, like, because we want to be on the same note. And as she was across the street, Sean, you text me and you're like, yeah. shit just got real at the Oscars. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, did someone make like a political statement? You know, like, what? what it, like, you I, don't believe who won best documentary. <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, what could we have missed that was like so crazy? Like, it's not going to be best actor, best picture, nothing for a while. And that's why we paused it right at that moment was because we knew, okay, like, we're going to pick back up and we'll fast forward through a couple commercial breaks and catch up. Um, and then I was like, well, don't say anything because, like, we got to pause. <laughs> like, you know, like, and, and then, like, I, I, I told Dana, I'm like, Dana, like, my cousin just texted me and, like, said, you know, shit just got written. She's like, well, I was like, well, no, I told him not to say. She's like, oh, my God, okay, I'm on my way back. And then we start watching, and we had the same reaction as you at first. Like, we were shocked when we saw that slap. Yeah. And we were like, was that, was that real? Like, what? Was that, st like, but then you knew as soon as and although it was bleeped out you could you tell it, yeah the i said keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth okay that's not a stage like they right. wouldn't do that for right. a bit. It's, it's, i mean because he wasn't on microphone like you know you, you yeah. can hear what he's saying because literally it's so quiet in there you can hear a pin drop and he's screaming at the top of his lungs so you can hear him and that's when you know like that there was no doubt and some people are still trying to say oh no it was fake it was staged and i'm like bullshit it was bullshit like that was a hundred percent real will smith must have some kind of mental problem i mean i know he got in with like tom cruise and scientology i don't know what's been going on but like that was assault he like and the kicker he goes up there, he assaults Chris Rock on TV, he freaks out on the most important night of these celebrities' year. They're all dressed up in tuxedos, and he's making an ass of himself. And then a half hour later, they give him a fucking award. <laughs> they let him go up there and get his best actor, and then he gets up there and starts acting like he's the victim? 
are you shitting me talking about like i you know i just have to protect my family and this and that he's he's a, a he was totally like gaslighting everybody and trying to turn it into they were the fucking victim like he assaulted him chris rock could have had him arrested and should have probably shouldn't have but he could have well he could it but here's the thing so obviously that wasn't staged whoever's saying it's staged no yeah. because like the academy would never have like they might do like a fake slap bit like okay but like right the reaction from Will Smith and then like dropping F-bombs is like, no, that's not anything that would ever go down at right. the Oscars. I mean, you could, like, be- you could believe that like Will Smith stomping up on stage that that was like the bit, you know, acting like, oh, and yeah, like a simulated slap or something. Maybe I could do that. That's the kind of stupid, cheesy shit the Oscars does. But no, this was a real slap. That really went down. Chris Rock handled it great. I think he was just shocked for oh, one. Oh, absolutely. You know, and like that's that's why when he he couldn't even take he couldn't even announce the nominees once it got to that. He was just kind of like, I don't even like just go, like roll it, you know, like so here's my defense though of Will Smith. Okay. okay. So because I'm gonna take this position right here. He had if you've looked at what has gone on in his family life over the last several years with like reports coming out of the open relationship and and, like, you know, the problems with his kids and, and, you know, all of this adding up and then on the national stage. So Chris Rock had made a joke about Jada uh, a few years ago when she boycotted the Oscars. I don't know if you looked, you saw that. Oh yeah. yeah. and, And so he had made a joke about, alopecia before but i think in will smith's defense he's had you gotta imagine how hard it is to be constantly in that kind of spotlight and for your relationship to be on display for your family to be on display for people to always hold you to such a high standard for all of this to add up and then obviously there are things that we don't know and and the alopecia thing, it was, I saw some interviews with Jada and it's something that's really fucked her up. And it's obviously something within their relationship that he is well aware of and sees how much it hurts her and sees how much, you know, it bugs her, you know, in the spotlight. And then Chris Rock made the joke. We don't know completely backstory of everything. And he's human i'm not saying it was right i am not gonna sit here and say like the slap is what i'm saying is in that moment with all the years and years and years of things and the spotlight adding up and then him doing that he's human and he snapped he fucking snapped and he went up and he did it he didn't hit him with a closed fist i'm not condoning the slap i'm saying he went up there and did the slap like on national TV to be like, I feel like that's almost about. worse. You know, like I am not saying what he did was okay. I'm, I'm trying to put myself behind his mindset because yeah. I think that a lot of people at times will get put too much judgment on um, celebrities when fuck. How, 
it's so hard to know what they go through. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying like, I mean, fuck, I mean, they're millionaires. Like, I mean, I'm not going to be like, no, <laughs> say, no, you know, no. like, you're, like, you're, you're right. You're a hundred percent right. Here's what I would say though, is like, I completely 100% think Will Smith, if he felt like Chris Rock was taking shots at his wife, which I don't think he was, but if you're Will Smith and you think that, then backstage, you beat the shit out of him. And you, you, you're, when he's down, you're kicking him in the ribs and you're saying, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. But you don't, one, make a fool of yourself looking like an animal going on stage like that and screaming in front of all of Hollywood. Like he was calculated enough like you said to slap he didn't like haul off and punch him so he knew what he was doing like i completely get like wanting to like beat somebody up for something that you think they wronged you but the way he did it and the place it just it it made me lose respect for him and i love will smith movies like there's there's top five actors that i would if he's in a movie, I'll see that movie. You know, yeah, you, yeah. You've talked about how much you love Will Smith, like in the past, and but I no, just, and, and I like I said, I don't even think that that was like taking a shot at her. I think it was more just like a you know a joke commenting on the fact that she had a bald head, you know. But I mean, I I do believe that also that there has to be more to the story that we don't know. You brought up their open relationship. I don't know if maybe Chris Rock snuck in there one time. I don't know. And Will didn't take too kindly to it. It well, was just yeah. bizarre. It was it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen on live TV in my life. I Oh, I'm not going to argue that for one second. Like that, I mean, I was shook. Like I couldn't believe what just went down. Uh, it was shocking and unexpected and i'm not saying that's exactly how she should have handled that's not like my position my position is just like well i'm not gonna just sit here and completely shit on him like i'm gonna try to see it from his point of view and he is a human he's you know i mean we look at celebrities a little differently and i get it but you know we've all had moments yeah. in our lives where in we've never been none of us none of us have been like on the hollywood stage like this at the oscars like you would want to think that we'd be reserved and would wait until the backstage moment and everything but have you not ever just seen like red at times no <laughs> like, that's what i know, said i like, i completely agree with what he did just i completely disagree with the way he did it oh and i get that and that's the thing. I do get that. And you're right. He was composed enough to where he w- he only did a slap. And so he knew he wasn't going to punch about. But it it's, yes, it was an extremely shocking, bizarre, crazy moment in television history. Yeah. Like, it will forever go down as, like, like, they were, I even, like, saw this article. They were showing, like, some of the crazy moments that have happened in the oscars over the last like 80 years or whatever and there were a couple crazy things but not real like there was like a streaker there was a a, a fucking 
what was it? I think it was was it Marlon Brando that had a Native American go on stage yeah. and like decline it. Like there were a lot of things that have happened that okay, yeah, they were big, mo- but like this will definitely go down as like one of the biggest moments ever that have, has happened at the Oscars. And and again, like I I think after the moment, Will Smith realized fuck. I definitely let my emotions get the best of me there. Well, and that's the other thing is I don't I don't think he did because according to like people that not not people I I know, but people like I listened to their shows and whatnot, like they said after that commercial break, very consciously, him, his publicist, his manager, some of his friends all got together in like this little huddle, pretty much scheming out what he was going to say. Like I said, we all knew he was going to win best actor. So he gets up there and starts tearing up and it just felt so fake and calculated to me. Okay. Um, I'll agree on that. But do you, regardless of what happened in this situation, do you think the Academy should strip him of his Oscar? No, no. He he should still win the award. I don't think they should have let him still sit in his seat and then party around the town all night with, his award like if 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 that had been like just a some rando person they would have been escorted out but yeah he's allowed to still sit there in his seat and this is the thing that's kind of bugged me the most like you know in the week since this happened is i think because he's so likable and people like love him that they're almost like i hate cancel culture probably more than anybody and we've talked about it before but if that had been like Jamie Foxx, his career would be over. He'd never be allowed to work again, which I don't agree with. That would be ridiculous. But the fact that Will Smith is so likable, he's still allowed to sit in his seat. He's still allowed to go up there and have his moment. He's still allowed to go to all the parties that night and everything. And there's, you know, there's been a little bit of backlash. Like everybody's like shocked, but he's not, you know, I, I don't anticipate him losing roles or anything. You know, he makes his own movies. Like, he's still going to be king of Hollywood after this. And I just don't like that double standard. Well, I I, and I guess time will tell, too, with that. Because I, I do think that there are definitely going to be movies that um, he could have been up for that, that uh, you know, uh, producers yeah. and stuff are going to be like, I don't know. Shouldn't we cast him for this? Yeah. Like, you know, for, about, for about three months. But if Mel Gibson is back making movies, Will Smith will be back making movies in no time for sure. Well, true. Mel Gibson was underground for many years, though. Yeah, it wasn't right. just a few months, right? Uh, and I, I, but I think it'll be a lot less severe for Will because he is so likable and everybody wants to like him. True, but, and no one can deny that Mel Gibson directing. <laughs> Jesus, right? Like, like when he first came back and in Axel Ridge, like how can anyone deny the amazingness of that fucking movie? Well, like, know, I mean, everything, <laughs> like everything like, he's ever done has been fantastic. That's why you know. Again, I don't agree with cancel culture, so I'm all for somebody makes a mistake that you don't ruin their career over it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but no, I mean, I think. No matter what, at the end of the day, it, it will just go down as the one one of the most shocking moments yeah. at the Oscars. 
ever. <laughs> and, and, and I think people are going to be divided forever on it. And also, you're probably right. Will Smith is so like that he'll probably kind of go in the shadows for a while and then he'll resurrect <laughs> people go watch his movies. So, yeah. And honestly, I'll probably still watch his movies. So <laughs> there's that. But okay, so what about the rest of the show? Like, what did you think of the night overall? Okay, so this was one of my problems that I was telling Dana about too, and she was in agreement. Like, I'm sorry, there are some actors, actresses out there that I just can't stand. Amy Schumer is right. one of them. I've sure. never got on board with Amy Schumer. I think she is kind of annoying. I don't think she's witty. I think she just has a team of writers that set her up for things i just i think she plays the same fucking role all the time i can't stand her so i was already annoyed that she was up there like that was already i'm like come on guys can we just like what happened in like the billy crystal days of host you know hosting the oscars like uh like like i and i'm sorry anybody out there that likes amy schumer but like she just I don't, do these people <laughs> exist i i've never met one <laughs> I just, it's like the sasquatch it's a right. urban legend but it, i don't know i i i'm like out of all the celebrities you could have gotten to host like why was amy schumer up there like i just didn't get that like you're trying to come back from low ratings over not just covid obviously covid fucked a lot of it up but yeah even before that oscar ratings were going down just because like people were losing interest and and then you're like what do we do let's resurrect it with amy schumer like yeah. you know so that that actually was like already bugging me i don't know about you but yeah i mean and i will admit that i did laugh at a couple of her jokes but i'm on i'm on i'm on the same side like i i can't i've never liked her I, I'm not a fan of Wanda Sykes either. I do like Regina Hall, but it seemed like of the three of them, she was the one that was like least involved. Um, and they're just a weird trio to all have together hosting the show too. Like um, I get, if you're going to have three hosts, like shouldn't the three of them be tied together or something? Like what if you had uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez that are all on Only Murders in the Building together? You know, so if you're gonna have three hosts, have three hosts that are all on the same show together, and it makes sense, not just yeah. three rando people. Yeah, I know, and they do look like a weird trio, I guess, when you really think about it. <laughs> and so, for me, yeah, I it was, and I think that's why, like I said, I, we did pause it. We were like, oh yeah, we're gonna finish it, but you know, there is nothing too interesting going on here. Yeah, you run across the street, we'll pause, we'll catch back up, and then that goes down, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I just really feel like they need to get back to the days of like the Billy Crystal type hosting, you know, and not only that, not just the host, but like you said, fuck, I mean, we need to get back on like I get it. The RTE, like, the, oh, well, this movie did this and that. Like, hey, but the majority of Americans have no fucking clue what that movie was. You know, like, I get it. Maybe there should be a different award show for certain uh, indie films, underground films, whatever. Um, 
but I what the only thing I did like I was excited to see that Dune cleaned up a little bit, like because I fucking love Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean there there were several movies I hadn't even seen, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, like here's been here's my biggest problem is with their stupid little bits they do and they try to have these like TikToks and they try to have these like um people like make appearances because they think they're gonna get casual people to tune in the problem with that is they're trying so hard to get casual people to turn in tune in that they're making the actual movie fans that you're supposed to be there for want to tune out you know and i think that's like why can't you just have a straightforward award show you know they did this goofy thing where a lot of the you know the smaller awards they did beforehand and we didn't get to see those live they did show them truncated speeches and you know that kind of thing but cut out all the stupid bits that nobody cares about and just show us the stinking awards you know it's 22 22 or 23 awards just show us the stinking awards you know you have your host in between segments the host makes a couple little jokes that's fine but it's an award show we're there to celebrate the movies we don't need all these stupid gimmicks that they try to jam down our throats and i'm sorry but the musical numbers were awful awful every single one of them was terrible billy eilish was the best one and i'm glad that she's the one that won for best song but the musical numbers were awful. That Beyonce way to open the show, talk about putting you to sleep to start a three and a half hour show. It, the musical numbers need to be completely eliminated. If you want to have one musical number in the show, have one musical number, do a medley of all the nominated songs or something like that. But what they did the other night was awful. Yeah, no, and I agree because it, it it's almost like they're trying to put in all these skits to attract one audience, but then that audience is churned off by a lot of the movie appreciation. And then the audience that comes in that really appreciates the films and want to be there for that, they're churned off by the skits and whatnot. So it's yeah. like you're you're almost pushing away two audiences at the same time. Yeah. Like, I just don't think they can figure out exactly what, like how to stay relevant but really i i agree with you it's like just go back to the basics people that love film are gonna tune in to watch the awards for these really good films that they've watched and appreciated and love you know and- mm-hmm. um i was glad that coda won best picture i mean i i loved coda i liked it a lot i i in no world would i ever say that was the best movie of last year but of the movies nominated like coda and king richard probably were my favorite i do think that dune deserved to win all those like technical awards for sure the cinematography everything was beautiful the sound editing perfect um it wasn't my favorite movie of the year so i i would have i was glad coda won and everybody knew it was going to come down to coda or the year of the dog at least it seemed like we all knew that um so and i was glad coda won over year of the dog because coda was 10 times better than year of the dog power Um, of the dog power of the dog yeah (laughs) sorry um and you know i i didn't even get to watch all the movies because some of them aren't streaming and it's like so you want us to see your movies and then they're not streaming anywhere 
you know, in a time where we, a lot of people couldn't even go to the movie theater. And a lot of these movies don't play in theaters because they're so underground indie movies that they play in like two cities on two screens for two days and then they're gone and then they're getting nominated for awards and then they're not streaming. So how is anybody supposed to ever see these? The only people that do see them is these, you know, people in the media, they get these screeners and the the audience that you're trying to get to tune in has never even heard of these movies have has it has do you think the average person has ever heard of the movie licorice pizza or drive my car they have no idea what these movies are no and licorice pizza i haven't watched it yet but it just came out on streaming and like to me i'm not understanding how like it used to be that every one of these movies that were nominated were solidly wide released in theaters for months up until the year end. Yeah. And then they got nominated and people had plenty of opportunities to go see it. And now there's like, yeah, like you said, there's movies that people are like, wait, when did that become available? Wait, it's playing in LA at two o'clock on a Wednesday. Like what? Right. Like, I don't know. And then, oh, it just started streaming right now. Like, I didn't have the opportunity to watch it. And so, what the fuck? Like, when did yeah. that start happening? Like, it used to be that everything was so widely released and seen, had multiple opportunities to be seen before the Oscars. Yeah. I think the Academy's just gotten to a point where they're so smug and think that their shit don't stink so much that they 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 i honestly don't feel like they care about the actual movie fans out there because if you cared about the movie fans you would do something in the way of nominating movies that people have actually seen and movies that people actually liked and you would do something on your show to incorporate those movies and i just think they failed at every angle but i'll probably watch again next year so yeah but why not do uh why not just go back to the way it was for like best picture, best actor, everything uh, for widely re- released movies. And then maybe have another category. I'm, I'm not saying this is yeah. like the, the right decision. I'm saying maybe have another category for movies that were uh, limited screen or, you know, like indie film, like something smaller. Like, cause again, yeah. Like if it's not playing in a theater near you, if it just came out, if it's not streaming, like, come on, and, you know, and if it's not advertised, most people aren't going to know about it. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. Uh, I uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, they take our advice. Probably not. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, I'll still watch next year. So that's that's the 2022 Oscars. I forgot what year it was for a second. <laughs> All right, so where do you want to go next? Moon Knight or Death on the Nile? Uh, let's go Moon Knight. Okay, so first episode dropped. First of six. Now, going into this, I know absolutely nothing about Moon Knight. I couldn't even have told you that that was a comic book character before I heard them say, hey, they're doing a Moon Knight series with Oscar Isaac. So that's what I know about Moon Knight going into this. Same. I, I, I did not know about the character either. So the first episode to me was fine. I, I didn't hate it. I definitely didn't love it. 
Um, I thought Oscar Isaac was, you know, he's playing this dual role that I think will be, you know, multiple roles because he's also got, you know, Moon Knight too, you know, but he's playing this Mark guy. He's playing this Steven guy. We've only seen Steven really at this point. Um, but I liked some of the the little humor. I thought Ethan Hawke was was cool. Like the, the just that opening scene where he's putting the broken glass in his sandals. You know, like something's not right with this guy. <laughs> um, and you know the, the the action scenes were were fine. Just all around, it was fine. You know, it but nothing about the episode like hooked me to where I can't wait to watch episode two. You know. Um, which is kind of, I kind of suspected that. And they've been kind of billing this as it's going to be like a darker Marvel series. And now that Disney plus has the, like the, um, you know, like the R rated, like daredevil and stuff from the Netflix shows, people are Mm -hmm. saying, Oh, you know, now Disney plus they're going to get more hardcore. They're going to do more dark stuff. And I, I, I thought that was kind of maybe a, like a head fake. I, I didn't really think that's where they were going to be going just because, at some point they want to tie all these characters into another Avengers type movie, you know? And so it, you can't have two things with crazy different tones. it be in the same movie without it feeling weird, but um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping there is going to be a little bit more of an edge to this series, but the first episode didn't really show me anything to make me think that. Yeah. And I love Oscar Isaac. Like I, I, yeah. I, I think he is an amazing actor. I've loved so many roles he's been in. Um, uh, a, a movie that I think is highly, I'm not even going to say underrated for the people that have seen it, but hasn't been discovered by as many as Ex Machina. How sure. do you say Ex Machina? Like, yeah. I love that movie. I think that movie is amazing. But, um, I I wasn't totally on board with just his accent and the way he was and like it it wasn't 100% believable to me personally like it just it felt a little more forced than I've like in a you know a lot of his roles that he's done I, I think he's done very well and I'm not saying that he didn't do this role as good as he could have done I'm saying like it would it it just didn't quite feel right, and maybe that'll change in the coming episodes. Um, I didn't hate it. I kind of on the board with you though. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, definitely gonna watch next week. I'm not sitting here like preparing for it and like right. super excited about it. I think it is intriguing, and I think that. It has a lot of possibilities going down the road and i'm hoping that it it actually turns out to be a good series and the first episode is just kind of one of those things that uh, had to be done that way just to open it up but yeah i mean there were there were a couple scenes that were action wise were okay and like you know and i kind of yeah, like and see- they were just okay yeah exactly like you know like okay that was cool and i, I you know and i i i did think it was kind of a cool idea and again you and i not knowing the actual background of comics uh, of him like hearing the voice and not knowing and then all of a sudden coming yeah. snapping in and out like i'm like okay this could like that like there were things that i was 
entertained by it and I, I like the idea of it, but it's nothing groundbreaking for me at this point. Yeah. Here's one of the problems I have with it is I feel like I feel like this should have been a movie. I feel like they should have done a movie because nobody knows this character. Give us a you know a two hour movie where you you have you tell a complete story, you introduce us to this character, you introduce us to this world, and that kind of thing. Right now, we've only gotten a little sliver, so it's like already going in, we knew nothing about this character, about this comic, and now after one episode, we really don't know anything more, you know. And so there's nothing to to hook me to want me to keep tuning in every week. Whereas if you do a movie that has three acts and you tell a story beginning middle end at least like i've i've in one sitting i've gotten introduced to this character somewhat and hopefully i care about him um but doing it as a series i think i i think is a mistake you know and in the in the reverse like something like eternals which was a long two and a half three hour movie that should have been a series they tried to jam so much stuff into eternals that it felt bloated and I feel like a lot of the storylines got shortchanged in that movie. Whereas if you're doing a six, eight, 10 episode series for that, you can flesh out the characters a little bit more and everybody can kind of have their moment. So I think Marvel's making a little bit of a, a misstep on some of these um, decisions over what what is on their movie slate and what are they doing as Disney Plus shows. No, and I agree because that was my problem with The Eternals was... I didn't think it was a bad movie at all. Right. Like, yeah, uh, there were a lot of cool things about it. Like, I, I, I actually did really enjoy a lot of it. But the problem was, is for most people, they didn't know these characters. And there was so many characters. Like, it was like, it, was, it almost felt like essentially starting with Avengers. Like, right. had right. there not been Thor, Iron Man, you know, yeah. Hulk, anything... And then we just jumped straight into Avengers. People would have been like, it still would have been cool. Like, people like, okay. But we were not really invested in, like, these characters. We don't really know their backs. We don't know much about them. And there's only right. so much you can do in one movie. Right. Um, because at some point, they had to get to the big Marvel battle that you're not, you know you're going to have at some point. And because you've got 10 Eternals plus other characters there's no way you can really flesh out each one of those characters to where they can have a really strong arc. They all had a small arc, but I, I would have liked to see more. That's why I think a 10 episode series of that would have been great. Whereas this, I already feel like they're already dragging it out and I've only seen one episode, which is not what you want to be feeling after one episode. Yeah, and you're right too. Like this is, I mean, there are other characters in the show, but I mean, it's mainly Moon Knight, and you're right. and you're right. Like we could have done a two and a half hour movie of Moon Knight and seen more, but like it, I don't know. I, I I'm gonna keep watching it. I'm gonna watch it all the way through, of course, and I'm I'm hoping it'll get better, and since it will get more character development and get more involved within his character but i'm sorry like unless you're a diehard like comic book fan most people don't know moon knight that's yeah. just the reality of it and uh yeah and 
as we said, we're not gonna say like it wasn't bad. Like, we're gonna see her in sure. like say like you know like fuck that. I, like I mean, it's, our, it's our, our our old Star Wars argument. The worst Star Wars is still better than everything else out there, pretty much. You know exactly. Like no, it was still like there were still a lot of things that I liked about it. It's just that I'm like wait who's moon knight and then like just the way i mean it jumped in so fast almost and so like yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not invested in this character right now yeah. you know and, you know we'll see how they progress from here but um and we'll have and honestly i think episode two is going to be a big turning point whether or not we're going to be like okay like yeah. now we see like this certain vision blah blah or right. it's gonna be like oh it was pretty much more of the same you know well, honestly i feel like there's a lot riding on this second episode now because if if the second episode is just on on par with what the first one was i think they're gonna lose a lot of casual fans and honestly that that doesn't matter on disney plus because you've already got people subscribed nobody's gonna be like oh canceling my subscription now because they've got 40 other things that you're gonna want to watch so in that respect like i guess i can i can dig it being on disney plus but for like a, a you know these these marvel fans if you want them consistently to go to every one of their movies and watch every one of their shows you can't really have any misses and so mm-hmm. i'm i'm hoping that this second episode by the end of it we do have some clarity and we see oh so that's what this show is yeah no and i agree all right so we'll 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 talk about episode two next week and hopefully hopefully they've changed our mind but we'll see um all right so death on the nile we both watched it within the last couple days um it came out probably about three four months ago in theaters right i think it Mm -hmm. came out around january so um, I assume we both watched it on HBO Max now. Yeah, I just, yeah, I wa- yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly. So you want to kick it off? Yeah, um, so I honestly didn't know a ton about this movie. I kind of saw the premise months ago, like when it was in the theater, but it wasn't anything that I was like rushing out to see. I was like, oh, that, you know, it seems kind of interesting. I'll, had, you know, had you watched Murder on the Orient Express? I know, I have okay. not. I, I mean, and it's not like you had to have seen it, but this, you know, they're both based on Agatha Christie novels with the same lead character. So, yeah, because it's the uh, detective, right? Right. But Her- okay. Hercule. Yep. And and that was one thing I had never seen that movie before, and I know that it's the same detective, and it made me want to now go back and watch it because no, it wasn't anything that I was like, oh, I got to rush out to the theater and see this, but it was like one of those movies that look interesting i like the cast um definitely something i'm gonna watch when it's streaming which now i did as soon as it came streaming on hbo max i was like i'm gonna watch this um i i i thought i thought it was done really well as far as like the whodunit kind of mystery and you're you know you're kind of looking at a lot of the characters obviously i mean they do this very well like like there's a lot of the characters that have a motive for you know right, right. for for the killings and and, and you you question yourself too you're like well no it's got to be no oh, okay and i i thought it was unraveled pretty nicely i really like the head detective i think i i, I like his character i think yeah. he does a very good job and one thing i want to say my one of my biggest surprises about this movie was russell brand 
for real. I, like honestly, <laughs> I like I had to I had to get on IMDb because I was like, I think I know this guy, but who is it? And then like I'm scrolling through IMDb and I was like, oh, Russell Brand is in this movie. And then I was like, wait a minute, that was him. And then and then he doesn't talk until a good like half hour into the movie, but. I mean, you've never seen him like that. Like, kudos to that guy. Like, I was so happy for him. It's like, this is a real role. I thought the same exact thing. I'm like, wow, I am actually really taking you seriously as an actor right now. Like, I could see you doing a dramatic role. And actually, like, I liked him enough for, like, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Like, his character was what it was supposed to be. But it was kind of, you know, this over-the-top stupid rocker, like uh asshole cheating dude. you know like right. i was like yeah, that's what that role was supposed to be but like to me in my head i'm like i you know i can't see russell brand doing much more than that uh and to see him in this role it that was one of my biggest surprises was like i just did not see that for him like yeah. He actually like a lot of his scenes the way he delivered his dialogue the way he present i'm like I was like, I mean, he did a good job. I thought, like, yeah. that was like something that I was very shocked about. Yeah, no, I he was like, the whole cast was really good. Um, Kenneth Branagh is fantastic in in that inspector role, and he directed the movie, which he he directed Murder on the Orient Express, also, which you definitely should watch. Um, it's it's it is it's really good. Um, I would probably even say I liked Murder on the Orient Express a little bit more than I liked Nile. Um, again, you don't have to have seen one for the other one to make sense or anything, but mm-hmm. it's it's the same kind of thing. You know, it's a, a whodunit on a train instead of a steamboat. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I really I, I really like Nile. Um, whenever you've got like one of these murder mystery type things, a question in my mind is always going to be, is this the kind of movie where they've given us all the clues we just have to do a good enough job of putting them together or is it one of these things where there's things that we couldn't possibly have known that will be revealed in the end and it'll make sense but we couldn't necessarily have put it together ourselves and Mm -hmm. this was kind of the the latter like it, it there were there's there's details that you could have picked up throughout the movie but the majority of the stuff you you couldn't have put together without spoiling anything you couldn't have put together like the climax of the movie without like more details you know the inspector figures stuff out that we as the audience couldn't have known so i do prefer when they've dropped all the hints in there for us to already figure it out on our own um and you could like you definitely are making your own guesses and there's little like hints here and there that you're like oh this is going to come back into play or you know i think that maybe this person was with this person or whatever you know so you're definitely making guesses on your own but there's definitely clues that without knowing them you couldn't have actually solved the case yeah because there was backstories that we didn't necessarily know about in like certain motives like you're right there are certain things that you can be like okay i saw this but it's it it isn't one of those movies that's totally like they'll look back do a flashback and you're like holy fuck we totally saw that and didn't realize like you know you don't have to watch it again to like catch things because they're, they're they're just not there it's stuff that gets revealed to you in the last act yeah 
And that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's it, completely it, fine because it's still really it's, fun. It was a fun movie. Yeah, it, it, it's just, yeah, it's definitely not one of those movies, like you said, like where you watch it again and you're like, shit, okay, now I see that. I see that. Um, yes, there are certain things you're going to piece together, but there are things that as an audience, we don't, we don't totally know. Uh, and I will even say without giving it away, and if anyone's listening that doesn't want a spoiler, like I'm not going to totally say, but even the very last ending when it's revealed who it was that kind of shocked me as far sure. as what happened after you know like what right. they did together right. yeah and maybe not even i would say together but you know what i mean right yeah <laughs> together um, but uh like I, I i i just didn't necessarily see that come and i thought there was going to be something different that was going to go down from there you know and and so that anytime like something like that happens also makes me appreciate it a little bit because i was like oh okay well yeah. fuck i i did not see that happening but all right <laughs> like yeah. the other thing i really liked about it was the way it was shot and like i said brana directed it also and i think this would have been an amazing movie to see like an imax just because of the, mm-hmm. the, the like the, he uses these big huge lenses and you see like you know pyramids of giza and the sphinx and all this stuff, even like being out there on the river, it's like, it's a big like event, like in the frame. So seeing it like on a really yeah. big screen, I think would have been really cool, but that's kind of the age we live in where, you know, it's all about streaming nowadays. And for the most part, I feel like you can get just as good of experience at home, but there is, there is every once in a while, a movie where I'm like, man, I wish I do kind of wish I had seen that like on, you know, in a theater. Yeah, no, you're right. Seeing like the big pyramid, seeing like even the scenes with uh, within the pyramid with like the big stone falling down. Yeah. And then being on that big steamboat down the river. And like there were definitely things that probably would have been pretty awesome seeing on IMAX. Uh definitely recommend though watching. Like it was yeah. an enjoyable experience all the way through. Uh I don't feel like it's something you can totally obviously it's not something you can totally guess you know like yeah. you know, but um but you'll you'll I, make a guess for sure because yeah, you know it, you've got you've got six people and you know it's one of them like you're going to throw your money in one of the hats yeah it, well exactly but i still stand by the fact that just one of my biggest surprises was russell brandon it yeah it weirdly made me want to see him in other like i've never until i watched that i was like i never had a thought in my mind like oh i can't wait to see russell brand in a dramatic role or like you know like yeah i i was just i was thoroughly impressed like no it's not like an oscar winning role or anything i was just thoroughly impressed that he could play a character like that and like you said like you didn't even know it was him you right, know like right I knew I knew it was somebody you know it's like I was looking at his face and it's like oh I know him and like you know I'm really quick and like I'm good at this kind of stuff so the fact that I was like I need to look this up and that it did like it didn't even occur to me when I saw his name listed in the cast that that was who I was looking at until like I started thinking about the face again and I was like wait a minute that was him and yeah uh, you know and it's not like a Colin Farrell situation where he's under a pound of prosthetics like they just cut his hair and he you know he he had the glasses on glasses but... <laughs> short hair right and, and he wasn't this like doofy like right. he wasn't this big hey, bombastic yeah. yeah like 
Like, yeah, it just wasn't a role that we were used to seeing him in. And I, I applaud him for that. Like, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, again, I, Kenneth Branagh, like taking a chance and casting him because that's, that's not the kind of role that you think that you would cast him at, but obviously he saw something in him and thought he could do the part well, and he was right. So, you know, kudos all around to everybody. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, it, it goes back to, I mean, I mean, he wasn't like, I'm not comparing him to Heath Ledger's Joker, but right. <laughs> I'm saying, I, I'm saying that it goes back to showing that if, you know, directors take a chance on different actors that you wouldn't necessarily, necessarily think they're an amazing fit for the role like give them a chance to audition like maybe they can show you something maybe it's something that they've been waiting for for years which obviously with Heath Ledger this role was like the role of a lifetime for him but like after seeing Russell Brand in that I'm like oh this might have just opened up more opportunities for him and I could totally see him in a way more serious role than what I would have ever anticipated him in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all in all, I, I enjoyable movie, uh, you know? So what, what would you rate it? Uh, I'd say uh, that one, I, I'm going to go with a 7.9. I'm not, you know, it wasn't like, there were still a lot of things I didn't necessarily like, but... I'm still gonna give it a solid seven point nine. Yeah, no, I we're 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 almost dead on because I had it at a seven point eight. So oh, okay, there you go. We're 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 in simpatico for sure. Um, so yeah, good, you know, decent movie. Go watch it. And Christian, watch Murder on the Orient Express. I know, I I do. You know what? I've 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 seen it out there before, and I'm like, I need to watch that movie. I've heard good things about it, and I just it's just one of those movies for some reason that I have never put on. So. Yeah, it, 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 if you like this, you'll definitely like that. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> couple quick things before we go. I wanted to first, um, did you did you see the news that they pushed back Obi Wan by a couple more days? No, I didn't see that actually. Yeah, so they, they it's now it's going to come out on the twenty seventh of May, so two days later. But they're also going to release the first two episodes on that opening day. So we, we mm. have to wait two more days, but then we get twice as much um, on that first day. So that that's what we're really... what why why though? Like why really or delay? I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, the Star Wars celebration starts on the 26th or 27th um, in Anaheim. And, you know, that's kind of like Star Wars is Comic Con. Um, so maybe it has something to do with like they're going to make an announcement there or something. I don't really know, but um, yeah. So it's it's coming out two days later, and maybe that means that those episodes are going to drop on Fridays instead of Wednesday, like Disney Plus has been doing. And so mm. maybe maybe this is going to be the first time where they actually have a Star Wars show and a Marvel show overlapping, because maybe they'll release one of these other Marvel shows that's supposed to be coming out. I don't know, but. Um, I, I really that you know anybody's guess is as good as mine but all i do know is now it's may 27th and two episodes well hey that will have a lot to talk about Heck yeah. <laughs> on that well and that'll be like the next night after for us like right we'll have a lot to for talk sure about. be fresh fresh um, all right and so okay so this last thing it's it's apropos of nothing but um i heard on this podcast an interesting 
take this week and I wanted to get your opinion on it. So um, the last couple of weeks, like I've been like in this like 90s mode, like just watching old like 90s action movies and stuff like that. And I listened to this podcast where they kind of break down old movies and talk about them. And one of the things they do on the show is they always bring up what Roger Ebert gave the movie, you know, back when he used to do like his one to four stars ratings. Mm -hmm. And I forget which movie they were talking about. I think it might've been the Shawshank Redemption. Um, They read Roger's original review and he had given it three stars. Um, But they made comment that I guess uh, a couple years later, Roger went back and he said that kind of pretty much I'm paraphrasing, but like he dropped the ball and that's a four star movie. And, you know, it was really like a, you know, an achievement and perfect and, you know, all this stuff. And the guys on the podcast were kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't really agree with that. Like you, I don't think you can go back and just change your review. And I was of the opinion that they were dead wrong because to me, like you can have an immediate opinion when you see something but if i go back and revisit a movie like a year later two years later i might have a completely different feel for it then you know either i have a different appreciation for it or um you know life experiences have changed or whatever and you can i feel like you definitely can have a different take and change what that original opinion you have doesn't need to be set in stone like you can make note of yeah you know originally i thought this movie was you know a two but going back like i love it it's a three and a half or you know whatever so i wanted to get your take on that i 100 agree with you because i've had several movies over the years that i haven't even necessarily had to re-watch like there may be a couple of reasons like i might go into a movie watch it and not fully appreciate it And then over the next several weeks, months, like really kind of think about it and be like, you know what? Like, okay, I'm seeing what they did there. I'm a pre, you know, like really analyzing it later down the road, either on my own or by rewatching it and seeing things that I didn't necessarily see before or I'm appreciating more. Or there are also movies that. I have gone in, and this is why I've tried to change my perception, and you and I have talked about this, I go in with maybe too high of expectations. Yeah. You know, and so I I try not to do that now, because if you go in with, like, such high expectations for a movie, it's either going to meet it, or you're going to be let down, and that's already going to alter your you're ready you know like yeah even though it could be a a, a great movie you're like oh well it fell short here it fell short there like but yeah it's still like a way better movie than most other movies um so no i've had several movies over the years where i have gone back and either rewatched or just analyzed on my own and thought about and changed my opinion on it you know and it you know it, and it this isn't every movie this isn't like I mean, there's a lot of shitty movies out there, but like there, there are a lot of movies that it just sometimes it takes time to really appreciate it or it, it deserves a second watch, really. Yeah. yeah. No, and that, that's why I thought like, you know, their their take on on Ebert was, I just, I thought it, they were asked backwards on that. And, and it made me, I mean, as if I didn't already love the guy enough, it made me appreciate Roger Ebert even more that, you know, he's the, 
or was the biggest critic in the world. And he is coming out and even saying, hey, I made a mistake. This movie is a lot better than I gave it credit for when I originally saw it. You know, like that, that, you know, that's, that, that could easily be something that most people would never admit to. They're going to like, you know, die on the hill that their original review is just because they don't want to look like, you know, they have egg on their face because originally they gave whatever movie uh, a, a review and they feel like that's just what it's always got to be because I'll look stupid if I change my mind now. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I think it takes a lot to admit like, Hey, you know what? Maybe the first time fuck and you know what i've actually had movies that the first time i watched it there was something going on in my life that like maybe i had the flu or maybe like uh something sad had just you know what i mean yeah. like i've had times where maybe i just was not in the right mood and i probably shouldn't have watched it and maybe i and maybe i judged it unfair at that time you know yeah. and yeah. and so sometimes it just does take it either a second rewatch or a reflection of it. And then to be able to admit that like, you know what, you guys, first time I watched it, uh, you know, I didn't see this. I didn't see that. I didn't appreciate this. I didn't, I, I didn't really see it for what it was and I'm going to up it because I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong, you know? Yeah. So good job, Roger rip. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I think that was a fun, action-packed show. Started off with the slap, got some Moon Knight reviews, Death on the Nile, a little bit of Star Wars news, and and ending it with our take on changing reviews and if it's permitted or not. So, Christian, you have anything to add? No, I think I think we covered this <laughs> this episode pretty well. So. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, next week we'll definitely be back with moon Knight episode two we're hoping it picks up for us we don't really know yet um hopefully we'll have another movie review i want christian to watch the bubble so we can talk about that oh yeah <laughs> definitely watch it like i loved it so but yeah i want to talk about that and uh and yeah we're just getting closer and closer to star wars obi-wan every week so that's it's gonna be the highlight of my year i'm pretty sure <laughs> oh definitely i'm i'm a i'm so excited about this yep all right so everybody you can follow us on twitter at screen geeks pod and until next week we'll see you guys around take care everyone bye